Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm your host, Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing agents who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my co-host Melissa Wallace and I will provide you with my team's unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We value the experience of our agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so much that not only will you hear my perspective on real estate topics, occasionally you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of our experienced agents at Boston Connect Real Estate. Be a part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you like to listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with me at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio. She's in the other room, hopefully coming in, by uh, <laughs> broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, Sharon McNamara. Say hello, Sharon. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Um, and we have a very special guest today. He's sort of um, already well-known on WATD, already well-known on our show. I did a call-in yesterday with Rob, and he was like, oh, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, this. And, um, yeah, he was full of compliments for David, wasn't he? He was, yeah, mm-hmm. you listened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, full of compliments. And then, of course, we always have so many compliments about David when he comes on, but we have David Tortolot. From... A.K.A. Tortellini, right? <laughs> yes, I call him Tortellini <laughs> Soup. I don't know, even know why. I, like just, I just like to give everybody a nickname, and I just feel like Tortellini Soup is a great one. That's fine. Uh, but yes, David Tortolot, you are from Homestead Mortgage, and I want to get this right, so certified reverse mortgage expert, correct? Any other title I have to give you? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> CRMP is the designation. CRMP. Certified reverse mortgage professional. Okay. That's the, the official designation. But it isn't all you do. That's all I do. It is yeah, all you it do. Is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to David's remember. been on our show several times. Listen, I got to tell you, David, you are one of the guests. I was thinking about this yesterday is... You're one of the guests that I love having because think about how many times I've had you on this show. I've listened to you on Michael McNamara's show. I've been with you on Michael McNamara's show. And if I can be as confused as I am every time, (laughs) I can only imagine how the general public feels. And one of the things uh, recently, I was actually going to connect us up to uh, Clubhouse this morning because a couple weeks ago on Clubhouse, there was this huge fiasco about talking about reverse mortgages. And I was like, well, I know a guy and like, I have such trust in you that I know that there, the stigma that goes along with this is still here. And I don't understand why. So first I want you to tell everybody who you are, even though they already know because you are WATD. The best of the best. You have raging fans, raging fans, raving fans. Um, But tell everybody who you are so we can. Yeah. So David toured a lot. Homestead Mortgage. Um, I've been in the mortgage business now for 20 years, um, but stopped originating forward mortgages in 2009. Mm-hmm. Did my first reverse in 2005, and the rest is history. Yeah. And Didn't like you just back. said, <laughs> yeah, it, it's really, I mean, it's an amazing product. I mean, if everyone knew what I knew about this product, millions of seniors would take yeah. it out. But it's very difficult. That's always been our challenge is to get the information out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we, it, you've seen it done through television, yeah. Tom Selleck and yeah. Henry Winkler and yeah. Robert Wagner. But it, you have to do it almost organically because of the demographic, right? Yeah. Because think about it, they're, the average age of a reverse mortgage client nationwide is 74. So uh, they'll, they'll yeah. be on social media, given another decade, right? I'll be yeah. 62 in six years, so we're already, already using it. So that will be the way we research things. Yeah. Um, so, and, and hence the reason why Sharon just said, the only reason I do reverse mortgages exclusively is because it, it on the back end, it's a complicated product. Mm-hmm. But 
on the front end to a consumer, it's a mortgage. Yeah, so, so the, for the consumer, they, it's just another mortgage. mortgage. But for you, yeah. working in the background, you know the, the complications that yeah, go into it. It's a it. federally backed and insured and regulated loan, so there's a lot of things to know, guidelines and things to follow. But, I mean, I know it so well now. Yeah. It's not. But I really, the real reason I do this, do it exclusively is because of what I've seen it do mm-hmm. for my clients. Mm-hmm. I've done forward mortgages and that's great. They're a commodity. Nothing wrong with them. Everybody yeah. needs one. No yeah. one's afraid of them. Yeah. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to take one out as yeah. part of I'm buying not, a house. I'm not afraid, not afraid of one. Of Someone, yeah. You know, you're not... <laughs> But a reverse mortgage, people stand back and say, what are those things? Yeah. Are they from outer space? Are they from Mars? And the truth is, is that it's a federally insured mm-hmm. and regulated home mortgage that was enact- enacted into law through Congress in 1989. Yeah. You know, so they're not going to enact a scam. Yeah. But the challenge was 20 years prior to that, reverse mortgages were not regulated mm-hmm. all the way back to 1961. So not to go on and on here, but... The stigmas that still carry through today mm-hmm. are from the reverse mortgages. We call them legacy reverse mortgages back in the 60s and 70s yeah. because they were bank well, products. Yeah, I don't know how you can't regulate it. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just naive to it, but like, yeah. how do you not have that regulated? Where a, It was a like, proprietary product yeah. back then. And then HUD said, HUD and FHA said, we like this concept. Why don't we retool it mm-hmm. and uh, regulate it and insure it? Yeah. And so that's what they did. They kind of took the product, mm-hmm. built it, mm-hmm. enacted it into law through Congress, released it to the lenders with a guideline mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. And so nationwide, the product is what it is nationwide in all 50 states. It's the same. Yeah. Guidelines yeah. are the same. So the lenders don't have overlays. Yeah. We have one rule book. And it's husband. One rule book. Yeah. Okay. So it's not one of those things where like you can, each state can add set, like another regulation to it. It's just everybody, no matter where you are, they that's can where change it is. rules, but not, you know, with respect to the loan yeah. itself. But they can say, hey, we want a cool off period in Massachusetts. Yeah. Like if the loan's approved today, Sharon, I'm sorry, you can't close tomorrow. You got to wait seven days. Mm-hmm. It's like a cool down period. Mm-hmm. But so not all states have that. So they can yeah. do things like that. Okay. But as far as the guts of the loan, it's yeah. HUD's the regulator. I mean, FHA is the insurer. Yeah. Well, I do want to sort of get into the guts of the loan. But it, I, again, like maybe dumb it down for us because... I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll dumb, dumb it down. Dumb it down, dumb it down for, for us. us. As, much as, as many times as you've been on our show, I mean, again, like we said, we love having you on. That you, We can tell that you're passionate about this. We, we get it in the moment and then we walk away and we're like... What did he say? What, what did he say? Uh-huh. Oh my God, because you're so stinking smart that well, I'm just you know, like, this what? Is what? This is what I thought of. Because I, th- I, I consider myself pretty intelligent, especially about this type of stuff because I've been doing it for so long. I think the reason why is because like when I go to the doctor, like I know that he's going to do what he needs to do, right? So like I don't have to think about it. Yeah. That's how I feel with you. Like I got a guy. Like so yeah. if somebody says to me, I'm thinking about to, a reverse yeah. mortgage, it's like, all right, well, I yeah. got a guy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't have to know anything about yeah. it because yeah. I have you. No, you, that's right. You yeah. don't is that selfish have to know of it. me? No, no, you don't have to know. I mean, all you need to know is enough if you run into someone, you say, and you got, this could be someone that might be, let me mm-hmm. make a call to Dave and mm-hmm. run the basics by him. Yeah. So, no, you don't have to know anything. Yeah, that's all I need to know is you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All Thank anyone you. needs to know is David. But I'll dumb it down. Um, for yeah, you. so what is a re- reverse mortgage? To frame it in the easiest way, it's a mortgage, just like we said. So when it's taken out, it's taken out like all other mortgages. Mm-hmm. Sign some paperwork, appraisal's done. Mm-hmm. There's an age that determines how much someone can borrow versus an income yeah. or credit score or credit history. That's how regular mortgages mm-hmm. work. You can borrow a certain amount based on your monthly gross income. Yeah. Here it's age and appraised value. Mm-hmm. But to simplify it, the best way to frame it, it's a way for people who are 62 and older, the way is a mortgage, to tap into the equity in their house through a mortgage and have that equity available to convert to cash. That's really what it does. Mm-hmm. It goes against the house. It's a collateral. Mm-hmm. The house is the collateral for the mortgage, just like all mortgages. The house stays in that person's name. It doesn't leave their name. Most people think, oh, you don't own the house anymore. That's never been true. That's an enduring myth. So, and so what it does is think about it like this. So let's say someone has $500,000 in savings Mm -hmm. and a house that's worth Mm $500,000. They're worth a million on paper, right? Their net worth. So if someone's in retirement, they plan on spending from the $500,000 they have saved. That's just what they do. They accumulate and then they start spending from Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Uh, No one wants to consider the other $500,000 because they think that's a sacred cow. 
Yeah. And also it's like, do you really consider it because you don't see it monetary? Like you're still living in the house? Well, it's what it is, is it's a generational thing. Mm -hmm. So I want to leave this house to my kids. I want to... Yeah, but no. you, you can't I'm not, not leaving anything to my kids. I know right. they're not listening right now, but you know what? I've given them enough. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I said before we even started the show, I said, um, I'm not leaving a dime to anybody. I mean, I don't have anybody right now, but I'm not leaving it to anybody. So it's just a way. It, here's what it does. You put, okay, someone takes a mortgage out, right? Reverse mortgages in place. Let's say they have a $500,000 house and they're 62. Mm-hmm. What the mortgage just did is it just turned... 250000 of that $500,000 home into to a spendable house savings account. Mm-hmm. That's what it did. Mm-hmm. It just gave them $250,000 of spendable money now if they want it. Now, they can use that money to pay off existing mortgages, which we do as part of the process. Yeah. But if someone has no mortgages and they just want to have access to money to supplement their income or combat inflation... Mm-hmm. They can just set it up as a line of credit. Yeah. That's one of the ways you can set up a reverse mortgage, and it just sits there. It's unborrowed. Yeah. So the, now they just have money to reach into if the oil burner blows up, if they need a new yeah. car. Yeah, so it's sort of, is it like sort of like a holding tank? Like you have the ability to take out that yeah. money, but so like you have a set dollar amount, you have the ability to take it out, but you only take it out if you need it. That's right. And okay. if you never need it, mm-hmm. then you never borrow Then you it. never borrow then it. Then you, don't, you yeah. only owe, you owe the closing costs yeah. because the closing costs roll in. Mm-hmm. Those deduct from the loan. So it really just includes some of the wealth in their house yeah. as a, an, a new account to spend from in addition to their portfolio if they have one. Mm-hmm. That's really all it does. It's, yeah. it's cash. C- equity converts to cash, deposits into their checking account, and they can use it for whatever reason. The mm-hmm. good news is that because it's a loan, they can spend from it income right. tax-free. Yeah. If you spend from your portfolio, yeah. that may not be income yeah. tax-free. So it's a strategy where you have this new bucket of money that's, oh, this is income tax free. Do I yeah. buy a car with this bucket of money or buy a car with the IRA money? Well, so, I, was, I was just going to ask, is there sort of like a regulation or a guideline of what you can spend that money on? Or is it just no. you you spend it, you have the ability to spend it and you spend it how you freely? Mm-hmm. It's your house, you put a mortgage against it and the money's yours. Yeah. You can spend it on whatever you want. One of the things that you had said was it's a generational thing that people want to get their house paid off, right? Yeah. And I 100% agree with that because even though Mark is 60, he's the youngest of six. So, like, his parents were a part of, like, that depression and, you know, just making sure that the house is paid off. And you have, like, these visions of them, like, taking the deed and throwing it in the fireplace or the mortgage and throwing it in the fireplace. And I'm wondering, too, is, you know, think generational is such a good word to use because there's so many generations ahead of where that was, where those people, they were worried about paying their mortgage. That's why they were forced to pay it off. They were getting pensions. They were getting, you know what I mean? Like things were just so Mm -hmm. different and they knew that they were going to have limited funds to be able to pay their mortgage and they wanted to retire and enjoy life. Now I see things a little bit differently where... Yeah, we want to, you know, not have that debt, but like we're working so hard to pay it off that we're not enjoying life now and we're not going to be able to enjoy life later. Right. Right. You want to hear a staggering number though? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just people age 62 and older Mm -hmm. nationwide, Mm -hmm. primary homes only, just what do you think they have accumulated in unused equity? Add it up. Just throw out a number. So 62 and older, no yeah. one below age 62, their primary homes, all the equity accumulated in all 50 states. What is that number? Throw I, it I, would, I would say billions, maybe, right? 12.7 trillion. Trillion. What? I was going to say like wow. low billions. <laughs> you can look that up online. Just 12.7 trillion. I believe 12.7 trillion. I don't even need Google when I have you. Yeah, yeah we don't need Google, David. So that, that's, you know why? Because, I mean, that could solve a lot of problems for retirees. Yeah. If they just learned about, I'm not saying a reverse is for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if you have a house that's worth a million bucks and you want to stay there, mm-hmm. learn how to use it. Yeah. You can't, the only way you can use it is sell it. Mm-hmm. And now you don't have a house to live in. You got all the money. You got to go place someplace mm-hmm. else. Or you do a traditional mortgage. Now you have a payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Retirees on fixed income. So it sort of defeats the purpose. A reverse mortgage is more expensive. We'll get into that than mm-hmm. all other mortgages because of the backing and the insurance and the, mm-hmm. the ability to never have the line of credit frozen like a home equity line. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's really, to me, it, I still today say it's really true yeah. how this product works, that you can actually keep your house, cash some out, 
not all of it, like you would mm-hmm. cash all of mm-hmm. it out when you sell mm-hmm. it, but cash out, say, half of it, mm-hmm. and, and stay there. And just and then not have to make a payment while you're living there. Yeah. We'll get the interest down the road based on what you borrow. Mm-hmm. It sounds too good to be true, but yeah. it is true. Mm-hmm. So I'm still dumb. It's true. I'm still it's true. astounded by the product, you know, and here it is 18 years later. So that 12.7 trillion, but here's another stat. 46% of homeowners age 65 to 79 still have a mortgage. Forty six percent. Forty percent of sixty five and older. Sixty five to seventy nine. Still carrying that's, a mortgage. That's huge. Um, I just want to give our listeners our phone number because I don't think we did that at the top of the hour here. So we are uh, talking to David Tortolot. He is our guy, our go-to guy for uh, reverse mortgages. Wonderful, wonderful human too. And I think that that's so important too because you're not going in there like the shady guy that's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. you got to do it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, anyone I would refer on our show are people that I trust and people that I would give to my own family members. So if you have any questions for David, um, please feel free to call us at the uh, studio here, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. We have George in the house this morning. Hello, George. I haven't talked to you forever. I know. It's been a while, Sharon. Yes. Good, morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, George. <laughs> Good morning. Yes. Tim isn't feeling well uh, today, unfortunately. Oh, so um, get better, better, Tim. Get better soon. Feel better, yeah, feel better, feel better Tim. Tim. Yes. Yeah. So he's lucky that he has such a good replacement. Yeah. And speaking <laughs> of replacements, one of the things I was just thinking about, Melissa, you know, Ooh. like sometimes we're like, oh, we don't, we can't do the show this week and everything. David knows how to run the show. Oh, David, you could do our show. David could do our show anytime we want. Is, Any, is that is that fair? A fair trade? Any Tuesday night or Saturday morning, it's available for you. Yeah. Just let us know if let you have know. a topic you want to get out there. Yeah. Um, so again, if you want have any questions um, about this topic, please feel free to give us a call. 781-837-4900. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Um, I want to talk about the eligibility in, in sort of who I understand 62 and older, but what other eligibility requirements are needed yes. to take out a reverse mortgage? Right. So 62 and older, primary residence only. Mm-hmm. So you can't take a reverse out on an investment property or second home. Mm-hmm. As of now, I don't know if they'll ever change that. But can you take it out to purchase an yep. investment property? Or, uh, or well, you a could take it out home? against your primary, right? Yeah. So then you have all this cash. Yeah. You could use that cash. Use to buy. It to, yeah. I've had clients take a reverse out in their primary and buy a condo in South Carolina with yeah. cash well, with it. That's what I want to talk. That's exactly what my topic was going to be today yeah. because, <clears throat> oh, well, <laughs> selfishly, I use you for everything I need to know for myself. But that was going to be my question because um, I realized I don't have much left on my mortgage and I'm sort of sad about it. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, I'm sort of sad that I'm well, not going to have a mortgage anymore. You've been there since anymore. 1992. I know, but we've done things with our house when we were younger by taking, like, we've taken equity out of our yeah. house with equity loans to buy, home like, a multi... Yeah, yeah, home equity. And not even, we just, we did home equity, whatever we did, yeah. um, to buy, like, our two-family property mm-hmm. and, and to do, like, the renovation on our house and to do things like that. I'd say that we're probably... And maybe this is this is definitely something I want to talk to you about, and I, I just skipped over our agenda here. But every time Mark and I have taken any equity out of our house, it has been to either buy an investment property or it was to do something on the house. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many people make the mistake, especially during those times in two thousand what six, seven, and eight, where people the money was just four, right, four, five, six, whatever. Yeah, you know that phantom income, and they were buying boats, and they were buying RVs, and they were going to Hawaii, and they were doing things. No one was ever doing anything to their house with these home equity loans right. or the mm-hmm. refis that they were doing. So I'm curious um, with that aspect. When you're saying um, anything, oh, I'm sorry, it's, I'm talking and I'm sending George a text message. George, of the entire just, radio show. Of the entire radio show. There you go, George. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious. You, you're saying that you can do just about anything with it, right? Yeah. So let's talk about that, buying another property. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, you're, you can take it out in your primary residence, but you don't have to live in that primary residence year-round. Hmm. So if it, you have a snowbird, right, who yeah. has a million-dollar house and hang them up here, yeah. no mortgages on it, and they want to buy a condo in South Carolina, not using their money, yeah. mm-hmm. they can take a reverse out on the Hingham home, maybe say 500000 buy that condo for three hundred cash yeah. down in South Carolina. Now they have two homes without any mortgage payments. One to live in, you know, six months of the year yeah. down in South Carolina. And the primary that they took the reverse out on, You, when you take a reverse out, you don't make principal and interest payments. You're not required to. You can make payments, but you're never required to. Mm-hmm. On all other mortgages, you have to make payments. So you can use the money for anything, Sharon. So mm-hmm. 
you can use the money to modify the home to age in place. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people set up the line of credit, widen the hallways mm -hmm. with the money, hire a contractor. And how are they paying for that? The money from the reverse mortgage. Mm -hmm. They could do it like a in-law on their house yep. or something. Could they, do, could they do an in-law on their like son or daughter's house and yep. then rent out their house? Or do you have uh, to? You can't rent out your house your unless, unless it's a legal multifamily. Multifamily, okay. So if someone owned a four family and they lived in one of the units, they could take a reverse out on that okay. because it's a legal mm -hmm. family. It's their primary home. Yeah. The okay. dwelling's their primary yeah. residence. So, but the money can be used for the most common way is when folks have a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And let's say that they have a $150,000 mortgage and they have a payment of $2,000 a month, principal and interest. Now they're retired. So they don't like that. $24,000 a month uh -huh. mandatory obligation, yeah. right? Yeah. So they switched their mortgage into a reverse mortgage. They refinance it. And guess what just happened? Because the reverse doesn't have a payment requirement uh -huh. and they just paid off one that does require the payment. They now have an extra $24,000 a year of cash flow. Yeah. Wow. So that's one common way. Another way is I have folks that are being cared for in their house in home care. Yeah. Uh -huh. So they'll set up a reverse equity line of credit mm -hmm. and that in-home care agency's hired and their, whatever their cost is $70,000 a month, they pay the in-home care agency from the line of credit. Yeah, that's huge. You know, mm -hmm. and it just, the list goes on and on. I have folks that are affluent, Yeah, folks that have two, $3 million under management, but they want to stay in their home long-term mm -hmm. and they want to have an asset that they can draw from when their portfolio suffers losses instead of continuing to take the payment mm -hmm. from that mm -hmm. while it's going south. They can stop taking the payment from that, go to the buffer mm -hmm. asset reverse mortgage, mm -hmm. take it from that, it comes out income tax-free, and they're not interrupting their spending plan. It can be used for anything. I mean, it's cash, yeah. really. So it's no, there's no restrictions on, it's your home. Do they have to asset. live in their primary residence for a certain amount of time before they can Six do months in a day, technically. Mm -hmm. oh, does anybody, six months in a day, that's it? That's that's HUD's no. technical rule, but does mm -hmm. anybody count that? No, it just has to be where you register to vote. Yeah. And the, the way to keep a reverse mortgage in place, there's responsibilities. Mm -hmm. You have to remain as your primary residence, mm -hmm. pay the property taxes on time, mm -hmm. keep the house insured, and maintain it. Yeah. But mm. all those things I just said, I have to do, and I don't have to reverse have a reverse mortgage. I have a regular mortgage. I have to keep homeowners insurance. I have to pay the town of Situate on time, or they can take my house. Mm -hmm. And I have to live there and maintain the house. So yeah. they're not new, different responsibilities, but they are responsibilities for borrowers to know. Mm -hmm. So if they fall behind on taxes after they have a reverse mortgage and have spent it, they could be in trouble. Yeah. To be honest. Is it just the amount of equity that you have in the house that dictates if you can get that loan, that mo the reverse mortgage, or is it how long you've had it? So let's just say I went down to the Carolinas or Florida or whatever, and I bought a, a property down there, right? Let's even say Florida, okay? So if I bought a property down there and I had a lot of equity in that property that I just bought, mm -hmm. do I have to have lived in that house for a certain amount of time? Like what if I want to make Florida my primary yeah. residence so I live there six months in a day? You'll have to have some seasoning on that. So you would have to, I think three months is what they want. Oh, but then you'd nothing. have to change all your bills. Because when you apply for the mortgage, your driver's license has to have that address on it. Yeah. If there's any address that shows up from the one up here, yeah. the underwriter's going to say, oh, what's this? Yeah. What happened here? Mm -hmm. So they want to make sure that people aren't making pretend it's a primary, but no, that's doable. Yeah. And well, then you just write a letter why you did it. Well, I like uh, summer weather. I, than, I like I like you know, the Florida taxes. <laughs> right. Florida taxes and the benefits of that. Well, that's there. what I'm thinking. That's where my mindset is, too, is... Like Mark is going to be 61 in January. But what if we did buy a property down there and let's just even say next year when he turns 62, you know what I mean? And if we were living down there six months in one day to try to like make that our primary yep. and then I don't know, how would you feel about me being down in Florida for six months in one day? You okay with that? I think it'd be fine. We'd have to, you know, make some changes, but yeah. I think it'd be fine. <laughs> Isn't she? she can figure it out. We can open up Austin Connect down there too. Well, you could stay at my house here. I am hoping to purchase a home I know, I on know. my own. Uh, this weekend, right? Well, I think you missed a chance that she'll deed you the house. <laughs> yeah. Can I buy your house at yeah. my budget? Yeah, I know. I'll do that. Yeah, because, um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, just another sort of way. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking because if we're thinking about retirement and, you know, that is sort of... I'll be honest, one of the goals, and I was on Clubhouse this morning. I don't know if you go on Clubhouse at all, but um, you really should because it's a great app. And um, 
so I was on there this morning and a bunch of people from Florida on it. And we were talking about uh, Airbnbs and everything. And I've had this dream for Boston Connect Real Estate because I'm the broker of the company. So last year, right before the storm, Mark and I went down there and we were looking at condos. And I just wanted, you know, something like a two bedroom, nothing like fancy yeah. or anything, something with a pool. You know what I mean? You can drive to the beach. And I really wanted that for Boston Connect Real Estate because we have so many young agents here with young children. And I know the expense of traveling and yeah. doing all that. Like I would just like to gift back to each one of the agents a week oh, nice in Florida. But, you know, there are so many stipulations about how you can have guests and, you know, like, short-term right. things and all that other Condo stuff. Yeah, I would just charge them, hey, you pay for the house cleaner when you leave. Yeah. You know, whatever, a couple hundred bucks, 400 bucks or something. Um, so that was one of my thoughts. But it was more of a long-term plan as well that maybe that's something that Mark and I could eventually spend more time there. Because I'm, I'm getting old. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I'm not out of the field, but no. I'm, I'm getting cold. <laughs> my, wife, my wife and I'll be 57. You know, yeah. within six months. So yeah, yeah. Moving that, that direction. Yeah, I'm 55 and I'm in a new construction development that is studs inside. And I woke up this morning and I was like, I'm already cold and I'm not even there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, we're, we've already passed our 833 mark here. So um, our 830 mark. So, George, we're going to just take a quick break. When we come back, one of the things I do want to discuss is who is this not for? And I do really want to dive in deeper, too, because I did tell you off air unfortunately what I am seeing is that older boomer generation that you know maybe they lost a spouse and they don't have family around and their family isn't really aware of the conditions that they're living in and it's they don't have the money to make the repairs and when you have leaks with water it causes mold and just situations and how this could help yeah right so when we get back we're going to discuss all those things we'll see you soon we also have a caller right after oh perfect, okay, perfect. thank you jim from plymouth awaits us all right awesome let's face it we all get to the point in our lives when our current home no longer suits our everyday needs with ever-changing living dynamics addressing your future is all about right sizing you know finding the right size home for you right now are you finding yourself in an unexpected circumstance are you worried about a loved one living alone does multi-generational living make the most sense for you let us help you find the right size for you right now I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. If you would like a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We're talking about hanging out at bars. <laughs> we're like, oh, wait, we're still on the We're not show. at a bar. It's 835. It's 835 in the morning. Um, again, you are talking to real, uh, you are talking to us. Yeah. You're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace. I'm joined with, by Sharon McNamara, broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, and David Tortolot, certified reverse mortgage expert mm -hmm. from Homestead Mortgage. And you know, um, someone is going to be talking to us. Yeah, someone is going to be talking to us. I believe we have somebody on the line. Jim from Plymouth. Jim from Plymouth. Are you on a boat or yeah. are you in the wind? Yeah. No. Uh, I have a quick question. What's your question? I have an irrevocable trust. I don't have an irrevocable trust. Can I put that in a reverse mortgage? It would have to be reviewed, Jim. Um, I Irrevocable trusts do work, but they have to be reviewed by the lender's counsel. And so... Typically, what I do is I would meet with a family and you know talk about the pros and cons. And if they say, "Hey, this sounds like the right avenue," I would obtain a copy of that electronically and have it reviewed, no charge, just so we know about that in advance. But um, there's a way to. I'll tell you. What, I'll tell you the the, the the key thing. Irrevocable trusts. Uh, the borrower does not have to be the trustee of the trust, but they have to be the primary beneficiary. Jim, do you have your window down? No, I'm in my car. I'm in the convertible. Oh, that's why. Okay. <laughs> you don't have your window down. You have your top down. Okay. That explains it. But irrevocable trusts, Jim, work. Revocable trusts work. They just, you know, irrevocable are a little bit more tricky because if they don't work, then you have look-back periods that you may not want to interrupt. Uh -huh. But but they, they can work. It's not a, a clear-cut rule that no irrevocable trusts don't work. They can work. Okay. Uh -huh. 
One, one other question for the real estate people. Yes. My house, again, it's an irrevocable, irrevocable drug. Can't I sell that house and buy a different house? Huh, that is a very good question for an attorney. I can find that out for you. But I would say if it isn't an, if you own the house and you are the, the trust person, trustee. I, yeah, the trustee. My daughter is the trustee. But we have a lifetime living at the house. Lifetime. Yeah, so you, yep, so you have a life estate. Right. Yeah. Yep. But my daughter is the trustee. Yep. So she would have to agree. Is that what it would be? Yes. Yes. So I would say whoever your attorney was that drafted up that, um, you know, that that trust, you could talk to them. Yep. I mean, it's irrevocable. So generally that means that it can't be changed. But I'm wondering right. if all parties are still alive and willing. I mean, I think that that was put in place to, you know, to to protect you and, you know, your living situation. So. I would definitely yep. talk to your attorney. And if you don't have that attorney handy, I mean, we have the best of the best over at Styles Law um, that could help yeah. you with that yeah. type of stuff. And Jim, Jim, if you want to leave you your um, if you want to leave your phone number off air with George, yeah. uh, we can make sure that um, we can just text you David's uh, cell phone number and stuff too, and then we can get back to you on that answer. Right. Yeah, don't hang up. Just stay with me. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Jim. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, uh, Jim. I wanted to know where he was going in his convertible. I know. I didn't know it was nice enough for a convertible today. Yeah. He was up Is early. It? He got his coffee. We're all, like, we're we're bundled up. Blasting our Route 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his hair's blowing everywhere. Hair's blowing in the wind. Yeah. yeah, I'm picturing Jim just being a cool cat, right? Yeah. Like, he sounds like a cool cat. Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, the way you said that. No, I'm just in He's my like, convertible. No, yeah, no uh, yeah, I don't have my window down. I'm just, I have no top to my car. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, though, because when, when I first said are you on a boat because a lot of times i can't take phone calls when i'm on the boat when we're underway right. because it's that loud so but uh yeah so we're just imagining i don't even want to ever know what jim really looks yeah. like because i have this vision of perfect we have in this, my head. yeah we have this whole story <laughs> with jim yeah, yeah. Tom it's Tom almost like I, ferrari. Can, I can yeah. i can almost picture marilyn monroe like sitting next to him with well, yeah. her hair blowing well, oh, I, like a, I'm, thinking, on. I'm thinking like 80s light rock like just rolling <laughs> down route three like just <laughs> living life Say, Listen, we all have our own versions of what Jim looks like. Let's just keep it in our heads. Right. Jim, we never want to meet you. <laughs> um, okay, so you had a question. You had a question for David before we went. Um, oh yes, to our so, yeah. who was good for who was not. Yeah, good I'd like to know, like you know, what our let's let's talk a little bit about the situation that I'm seeing because this is very very passionate to me right now, and it's like as my career has grown with me and aged with me, I'm seeing a lot of you know I'm working with the younger boomer generation the older boomer generation I'm working with people who are my age and a little bit older that have parents that are aged in place and because of inventory and no place to go it's like a, it's a real thing they there's no place to go yeah. and especially if you don't have family that's local uh, what I'm finding is people want to stay close by because they want to be able to be near their grandchildren they want to be able to get visitors and do all those things and then they get stuck and then what I see is the, what I see some of our elders living in breaks my heart. Yep. And I know that they're so like, they, there's this sense of, um, what's the word that I want? Like, just like pride. I don't have a mortgage on my house. And then I'm looking around and I'm saying, oh, my gosh, like, I, I don't want to give true, like, I will never give you the address or anything like that. But right. I remember one time going into a home and I went into the bathroom and you and I both know the same person and I went into the bathroom and the floor was like basically almost rotted out. There was a leak in the tub and, and again, I'm married to a plumber. I know that people think that plumbers are expensive. You know, I, I get it. But now the damage that it's caused because yeah. that wasn't rectified and because you didn't have the money to call a plumber. When, if you did this reverse mortgage, you would be able to do those things. And this is, this is really the point I want to hit home with today is because this isn't a negative thing. And now, like, if your children aren't nearby and they come and they see what their parents are living in, it's going to cost them money to fix it. Right. And they probably have their children in college. Right. So they don't have the money to be doing it, right? They're on their own fixed income, double income, kids in college, and they want to take care of mom and dad, but they don't have the money to fix that either. The, this situation was so bad that the leak downstairs, it looked like a scene from Mousetrap. Like uh -huh. if Mousetrap became a movie, this is what it would have looked like. A funnel coming from where the leak was coming uh, out of the tub, down a pipe, 
a weight, like a big heavy wrench hanging down this pipe to get so the water would fall into a bucket. We don't have to live like that. We don't have to live like that. And that's why I think it's a really good option to do the reverse mortgage and be able to do these things. So here's my question for you. Now, what happens when you go into the house? Like you, now you've lost equity because the house needs so much work, right? Lost equity and it's a HUD regulated loan, right? So they need the property to meet m minimum FHA standards, as oh. you know, before the loan closes. And that's the double-edged sword, right? So people want to fix things with the reverse and that's why they're doing it. However, to your point earlier, you know, everybody's got different circumstances. So I'm sure this wasn't intentional for this guy. Exactly. Right? But um, the time to do a reverse is try and be proactive about it, you know, before things happen. But in this situation, those things would have anything safety related, like mm -hmm. a roof leak is a safety yeah. hazard, um, missing handrails, anything mm -hmm. safety has to be resolved before the loan closes. The challenge is, as you ask the next question to that homeowner, do you have the resources mm -hmm. or do you know someone that will do it? And them knowing you that you're going to get a reverse mortgage in 60 days and you can pay them back. Yeah. In some cases, people know like family members, but mm -hmm. and to answer your question, anything like that would probably need to be replaced and fixed before the loan closes. So it doesn't really help that individual unless mm. he knows someone that can get that stuff fixed for him. Now, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know FHA, right? So mm -hmm. it just needs to meet minimum standards. So if they can get those things fixed past the appraisal, then we can get it closed. Now he has access to money or she, mm -hmm. and they can use that money to do it the right way. How would it work if you had a lien on your house. So let's just say contractors went in, did all the repairs, and they said, all right, great, you're saying that you're gonna get a reverse mortgage. I can clearly see you don't have the money right now. You say you're gonna get a reverse mortgage. If that reverse mortgage doesn't go through, like what, you know, what do I have? You know what I mean? Like what happens if there's a lien on the house? They just pay it off at closing because that'll be on the title exam. Oh, you know, okay. The title, so the underwriter will see that if it's a $20,000 lien, mm -hmm. that gets satisfied and paid to the contractor by the attorney at mm -hmm. closing. So that doesn't decline them of getting it. So just any lien on the property, mortgage liens, mm. tax liens. If you need a new Title V, new septic system or something like that, right? So the, they, that, the That would have to be replaced beforehand. Or, or yeah. I know what you're saying, if there's a, a loan for that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. That can be all paid off. Sewer mm -hmm. betterments can be paid off. Everyone right now in situate. They were like 10 grand. So we're just yeah. going to pay that off at closing. That's mm -hmm. going to be on the HUD mm -hmm. yeah. as a line item to pay off. So mm -hmm. all that stuff can be paid off. And let me ask you this question because I, I remember back in the day, we're going way back now, David, when we would be sitting in WATD studio and Bill Conley would be, yep. you know, hold, filling in, right? Really good guy. I, I, I should reach out to him. And Michael, they were so against this. Yeah. So you said you were on with him recently have you converted his mindset well what happened was i remember that because probably this is probably to 2007 i used to hear mike say stay away from those those yeah are, and it, you know he doesn't it, he's not in the business yeah. so mm -hmm. i used to say those things prior to 2004. Mm -hmm. i didn't know why i was saying them but i was saying them mm -hmm. bad things screw the kids at the end stay away from them last resort yeah i contacted Alyssa, i think in 2007 mm -hmm. and just said hey I'm David Tortolot. Would you like to sit down and learn a little bit about reverse mortgages? So mm -hmm. I sat down with her and Justin mm -hmm. and the Dachshunds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back then. And, um, you know, they did a lot of, uh-huh. I mm -hmm. didn't realize that. The next day, Mike called me. said, tell me a little bit about this growing line of credit. Mm -hmm. That intrigued him, which is what intrigued me. So, yeah. I mean, I've been working with the McNamara since about 2007. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happened was they actually put together a um, a workshop at the library, mm -hmm. public library, and they knew some of their clients that were drawing down their money mm -hmm. and it was gonna it was gonna deplete quickly. They said, why don't you come and learn about this from this guy, Dave Tortolot? Mm -hmm. So yeah, they it, it took a long time. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, we, we don't go into this and say, hey, it's for everybody that you that you serve. It's yeah. but there's certain clients um that it serves. And I would say that who is it good for? It's good for anybody that's 62 and older that wants to stay in their home long-term. That's key. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It has to be a long-term home because it's an expensive loan. It's an expensive proposition. So you want to have a reverse mortgage on your long-term home. Mm -hmm. So who is it not good for? Anybody that doesn't want to stay in the house long-term. Mm -hmm. Because I can find an application for anybody that is 62 or older that wants to stay in the house long-term, unless they got $5 million or more in the network. Mm -hmm. They don't really need the extra 500 grand. Yeah. But below that, 
it, it can be used strategically, you know, to coordinate mm -hmm. with your portfolio. There's so many different, it can, it can satisfy a divorce. Mm -hmm. Oh, a great let's divorce. talk about that because we are seeing a lot of divorce situations yeah. after COVID, especially. All right. So, you know, you have a married couple, they own mm -hmm. a house, they want to get divorced. One wants to stay, one wants yeah. to go. Mm -hmm. The one that wants to stay can take out the reverse mortgage take half of the home, mm -hmm. essentially, and I'm being round numbers here, yeah. it's between 40 and 60%, but take half the home and pay off the departing spouse. Mm -hmm. And so now the person that's staying has a mortgage, but no payment. Ah, and nice. now the person that's departing has cash to put down on the next house and they can take a reverse mortgage to finish up the rest of the financing, a reverse mortgage purchase. That is so, such a great idea. So now they have two people with reverse mortgages and they split up the house. That's one got to stay, that's one such a great go. idea, right? Yeah, it is. I, I mean, not getting divorced isn't a great right. idea, so I'm not recommending yeah. that. But um, for those people who are in that situation, I mean, we have an attorney. Well, because I do know, like, a lot of there's a lot of speed dial, right? Yeah, exactly. But there are a lot of people where, I, when I am in a situation with people, it's like, all right, well, you know, she may be buying me out, he may be buying right. me out, or like, how are we going to do that? Because I don't have the money to do that. I don't have the money to pay that. Like right. if I get another mortgage, I don't have the money to do that. Right. And if you take, if that person who's staying takes a regular mortgage out, now they're stuck with a payment. Yeah. So usually people 62 and older, they call it gray divorce or silver divorce. Yeah. I, that's the new term. Oh. They don't want to have a payment. They're mm. on fixed income. So it's a, just another way to, there's strings attached. Don't get me wrong. It's not like a slam dunk. Got to have yeah. the divorce decree and everything's mm -hmm. going to line up, but it can work. Mm -hmm. I literally wish that I took the McNamara on money hour after this. I don't know. <laughs> Alyssa's there, I'm sure, um, because we could go on and on about this. Because one of the other questions, and again, if you have any questions for David, um, you know, we're just going to image what you look like in our own minds here. 781-837-4900. Uh, George is at studio. 781-837-4900. Any questions that you have about reverse mortgages or the stigmas that you think, you know, lie with them? You know, I know David. Again, David Tortolot from Homestead Mortgage is here with us today, and he can definitely clear those fears that you have. I, I do want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the people who it just isn't good for. So let, do, do we already talk about that? I don't yeah. think we well, sort of did. But. There's a couple of reasons. Well, obviously, someone who doesn't want to stay in the house long term. But mm -hmm. when they get to the next house, if it mm -hmm. is a house, then talk about it then. But if someone, like if I meet with someone, right, and they say, I'd like to do a reverse mortgage, not everybody can get one. Mm -hmm. You do have to qualify. Okay, and let's that, talk about the qualifications. So that's that since around 2015, HUD put something called financial assessment in place. And prior to 2015, all you had to be was 62, mm -hmm. have equity, and you can get a reverse mortgage. It didn't matter if you had a 420 credit score, your finances were a disaster, you just got one. Mm -hmm. Because HUD's mindset was there's no mortgage payments, so we're not going to look into that stuff mm -hmm. as long as you're age, mm -hmm. age appropriate. Mm -hmm. Now, since 2015, we do look at income, but not a debt-to-income ratio with that type of mindset. It's really someone who does a reverse mortgage has to, has to sustain for them long term. Yeah. It can't be a Band-Aid. And fix yeah. a solute, fix a problem for three years, and then put them back into that problem because yeah. they mm -hmm. went through all the reverse mortgage. Because the point point. is to stay the in the house. To stay in the house. Yeah. So mm -hmm. now they have to meet a minimum income threshold, and all that means is whatever they take in a month, whether it's Social Security and pension, they deduct. We deduct their annual property taxes, homeowners insurance, and then there's a formula used for like water bill and stuff like that. It's 14 cents for this against their square footage, and we subtract that from their gross income. They have to have, as a single person, $546 left. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to pass. Mm -hmm. But HUD's mindset is if they have that path, if they pass that, that means they have enough of their own income mm -hmm. to continue paying property taxes even if they went through the reverse mortgage money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, they have to have, we do look back a two-year window on credit now. Yeah. So if there are blemishes and things that um, were in their control, they don't deny them of the loan, but they'll take some of the loan and push that aside and the lender will pay the taxes and insurance, not an escrow account because there's no payment. Mm -hmm. But if they qualify for 300,000 and they're 62, they might take a hundred of that, mm -hmm. leaving them with 200 and that 100 specifically for the lender to send taxes and insurance to. Mm -hmm. So they do have to meet some minimum thresholds. It's not hard. What were, after gross income, what were the expenses again? Property taxes. Yeah. Homeowners insurance, 
and then they just take your square footage times 14 cents. So it could be a few hundred dollars. So they, they annualize the taxes and insurance, mm -hmm. say it's 600 bucks, and say that utility charge is 800. Mm -hmm. If someone's got $3,000 a month in Social Security minus the 800, they got 2,200 left. Mm -hmm. They only need it 546. Yeah. So they pass the test with flying colors. Mm -hmm. So it's just a, it's a way for people that want to take reverse mortgages out so that if they don't pass that test, a reverse mortgage wasn't the right option to begin with. And that's one of the things that as you're talking, and I'm just so, I'm just thinking of so many people that have been coming to me as of late too, is, you know, this whole process, when you think about, okay, my credit score could be less or whatever, you know, what is the standard? For, oh, There's wait. no score that okay. we look at. It's really just what's been going on in the past two years. Okay. So if there was like someone had a 90 day mortgage light. Yeah. And I say, Sharon, what happened in April of mm -hmm. 2022? Oh, I was diagnosed with something. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. Just get a doctor's letter. There's no problem. Perfect. Okay. That was you, where my question was. If you say, I'm just not that good paying my bills, then <laughs> I'd say, well, we can get you the loan, Sharon. However. <laughs> I decided to go to Hawaii. Right. However, oh, yeah. we are going to have to take some bills. of your money and mm -hmm. set that aside. And the lender is going to pay your taxes and insurance to prevent you from mm -hmm. forgetting from paying those bills. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's really it. Wouldn't that be a good idea anyways? Like, it is a good idea. To, to pay your pay your bills. Yeah. Pay, like if you like to make sure, because, you know, I'd imagine at a certain age, you might just start to forget or not yeah. remember to pay certain things. Yeah. So like have it set up so they are taken from it. Yeah. Could I have do clients that, that aren't required to do it, but I say, you know what? You know, I don't say because you're 89. Yeah. yeah. I say, you know what? You qualify for 400,000. Yeah. You're 89. So we can set aside less because yeah. of life expectancy. We don't need to set aside 100. We only need to set aside 40. Yeah. Let's set this 40 aside. And now from your income that goes into your checking account, you don't have to write checks out to the town and hang yeah. for taxes or yeah. homeowners insurance. Let yeah. the lender do it out of the 40 they just set yeah. aside. So you just increase idea. the cash flow and they're letting the house pay the property charges. Yeah. And too, it's like, it's just one less thing that they have to think about. I know right. like with my dad, I take care of all his bills and everything. Yeah. And I just have everything on automatic, so yeah. I know that it's being taken care of. Because I was actually getting tired of T-Mobile calling him and saying, your bill is late. And I was like, I, I have my own. And then I, he'd call me. Yeah. Can you pay my bill? <laughs> your father would call Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got me on speed dial, he too. Yeah, are on speed dial. So my phone is broken, so we got At rid of that. At least he's got a good team of yeah. people yeah. that are on. Exactly. I see exactly. situations with... People don't even have any well, and alienate them. It's sad. Yeah. It's so sad. And I think that that's why I keep on going towards these situations because a lot of people that I'm thinking about is, you know, it's, you know, something it's like a medical situation happened and like, it's easy to get behind when, first of all, when you're going through that, the emotions are going through that. It is very easy to forget about paying your bills. Like it's the last thing on your mind. And it really should be, really. I mean, if you're taking care of a loved one, that should be priority. But then I do see people who just, you know, then they can't catch up because those medical bills do sort of, yeah. you know, get ahead of them. What I do want to talk about, and we only have five minutes left, and uh, we just heard our doorbell. Um, and we can talk, if we have time, we'll talk about our open houses. But if we don't, that's okay. No. So, um, yeah, no, else. this is what I want to know is, tell, now bring me through the process of, how I'm paying this back. Okay. Like, like what if I want to pay some of it back? Like, can you pay back into it? Can you, or do you just wait until the house is sold and your kids take care of it? You could take a reverse mortgage out and you, you let's say you inherited money mm -hmm. and you guys looked at the statement and said, geez, we owe 250 on this reverse mortgage. We just inherited 500. Let's send a hundred back mm -hmm. out of the 500. So now you drop the balance of mm -hmm. the reverse down to 150. Mm -hmm. And but you're but never required to do that. Yeah, but, but why bother but why if you're bother? not paying, right? That's you don't have to saying. pay monthly towards it, right? right? But some people, it, I, you know, I'd rather market it as a loan where you have flexibility. Mm -hmm. You can make a payment or never have to make a payment. The mortgage I have, I have to make one the first of every month to chase so they can foreclose. Mm -hmm. If I get sick, lose my job, they don't care. It's yeah. due the first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This one, you can make payments, make a $100 payment. $10,000 payment, never make a payment, make a five-year balloon payment. Mm -hmm. I can go on and on for an hour but there's mm -hmm. never a payment required. So there's flexibility and safety there. Mm -hmm. Someone comes into an inheritance and they want to bring the balance down to a thousand bucks just because they do want the rest of the equity going to their kids. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But what I like about that is whatever you send back on a reverse mortgage is available in your line of credit if you ever needed to borrow it back. Okay. Yeah. You brought the balance down, but you shifted the money from loan balance into a line of credit. Okay. That's a huge feature because although you sent it back to your bank, 
if you needed it back next mm -hmm. year, you can say, hey, I want a 50 back of that 250 I sent you back yeah. last year. So yeah. it's flexible and it's safe. And it's that's why I'm doing one when I'm 62. Mm -hmm. I don't have to financially, yeah. but if I lose my job, my wife gets sick or I get sick, yeah. I want to be able to look at her and say, we don't have to make a payment. Yeah. And you yeah, so don't we have just to worry. Making payments. What a relief. Yeah, we don't yeah. have to worry about that. We're about foreclosure. So, yeah. I and would just say this about anybody that, you know, it comes down to education. Mm -hmm. People can learn about this for free. 90% of what I do during the week is I sit down with families and educate them on what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What the impacts are, what's the pros, what's the cons. There's no cost for that. And there's no pressure for that. Mm -hmm. You know, as a matter of fact, we can't even move forward. If someone says, I'd like to move forward today because there's a counseling class that has to be done, it's mandatory. Mm -hmm. So folks should just, if you're 62 and older and want to stay in your house, even if there's no problems financially, just learn about it from a local certified reverse mortgage professional. It doesn't even have to be me. Mm -hmm. They don't have to call me, but I'm just saying, learn about it. It's an amazing financial tool. It should be tool. you. That's all I'm saying. It should right, be but it I mean, should be you. I'm just David. kind of throwing it out. I know, you're throwing it because you're so kind. It should be you, though, because you, in my opinion, you're the best of the best. I have two minutes left, but I really do want to know, what then ends up happening when, you know, you want to sell your house, right? So then it just gets sort of paid off, yep. and then you can, so I think that that's the fear, too. It's like, you don't have to stay there forever. No, you can mm -hmm. get out of it, and there's no penalty to get out of it. So someone takes it out, their intent was to stay there long term, and they get sick yeah and they got to move away yeah just get you sell it net out the difference and walk away there's no penalty or, or burden yeah so you can go into assisted living you can go yeah. to an in-law you can do all those other things there's no trickery if, basically I'm gonna get together with you because maybe in November we could do something here at the office yeah. and have a little seminar here yeah. for people. A little workshop yeah, yeah we'll do a workshop here in November so David and I will get together to get those dates uh, David how can people get in touch with you uh, homesteadreversemortgages.com again homesteadreversemortgages plural dot com or six one seven seven nine seven three two seven seven 617-797-3277, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. All the good things. Yeah. And you can get in touch with us at bostonconnect.com. Yeah, and you can listen to all of our past shows at tuckrealestateroundtable.com or go to your podcast app. Perfect. Thank you, ladies. Bye, George. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, George. Bye, George. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye, George. See ya. Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? Neighbors are people who are close to us, and friends are people who are close to our hearts. I like to think of you as my neighbor and my friend.